Hello and welcome to Inside Rehabilitation Counseling, presented by the Commission on Rehabilitation Counselor Certification. I'm Pam Schlemann, Executive Director of CRCC, and we're so glad to have you here for what is the first of many conversations we'll share with you as we dive into the art and science of rehabilitation counseling. What we're hoping to achieve with the podcast is to take you on a journey through the lens of certified rehab counselors, employers, clients, and everyone in between about the important and meaningful work of certified rehab counselors. We can all agree that individuals with disabilities are the bedrock for why we do what we do. We will bring you inspiring stories, lessons, perspectives, and insights with the goal to educate, empower, and bring voice to the profession of rehabilitation counseling. In our first episode, we bring you Dr. Susan Sherman. Dr. Sherman has decades of experience as both a practitioner and former assistant director of the Georgia State Vocational Rehabilitation Program and master's program in rehabilitation and career counseling at East Carolina University. Dr. Sherman told us that being a CRC is who she is at her core, and she took the time to share with us why she dedicated her career to this field. Well, good morning, Dr. Sherman. It's a pleasure to have you join us on this podcast. Um, we would like to um, begin by asking you a few questions. We know you've been a certified rehab counselor for many years, and we first want to thank you for your dedication and service to this field. So if you could just tell us how you got into the field of rehabilitation counseling and what drew you to the work. I'm going to give you the honest answer. Uh, I was a psychology major, as so many people are, and it was at Florida State. And it was very Skinnerian, and I wasn't going to touch rats. So I looked in the catalog, you know, it was in, on paper back then, and I flipped around and I saw counseling and I saw rehab counseling. And I thought, that's it. That's what I want to do. And I was going to go into the counseling program, but it was just a master's program. So, you know, what I wanted to be when I grew up was a psychiatric and substance abuse uh, counselor, so like most young people want to be. Uh, but I saw that rehab counseling had both a bachelor's and a master's, and so I went into the bachelor's program. I transferred in there. And then I uh, ended up uh, graduating with my degree in rehabilitation services and was looking at master's programs and, again, was looking at the counseling program, but they offered me some traineeship money. And I was putting myself through college. And that's basically how I ended up in the master's program. How would you say that the master's program, when you went into it, differs from today's master's program? Or has it differed? I think it's kind of similar. I mean, the person who was my major professor uh, at Florida State, Jeannie Bowen Patterson, and you all may know that name, uh, had been very active in the field. It's certainly uh, more laid out uh, today. Uh, I think there are specific courses uh, that I agree every beginning counselor needs. I, I don't see a lot of a difference that I can remember. How would you explain what a rehab counselor does? If you were speaking to someone who wasn't aware of this field, and as we know, many people don't know what a rehab counselor does. So you want the elevator speech. And so what I would say to somebody uh, and what I've said all my career is that uh, rehabilitation counselors assist people with both physical and mental disabilities, uh, all disabilities, to become self-sufficient uh, and uh, look at employment if that's appropriate for them and look at independent living skills if that's appropriate for them or a combination. But we assist people with disabilities, generally speaking, to go to work. We also know that you worked in Georgia VR agency as the assistant director of the VR program. 
Yes. How do you think having a CRC running a state VR program makes a difference? I started out as an independent living counselor, which you may or may not know. Uh, and then I, uh, I got recruited to Georgia, uh, to work in the, uh, Roosevelt Warm Springs Institute for Rehabilitation. And that's the center that Franklin Delano Roosevelt opened when he had polio. So I got recruited to go there and then, uh, Ended up, you know, kind of moving through the ranks, uh, became a uh, psychiatric and substance abuse counselor in Atlanta, uh, ended up with, because of my uh, independent living background, um, uh, doing a lot of different kinds of work. And so, again, I kept getting promoted. Um, you know, I would look at, see, you know, they'd have an opening and, and you think about who would walk through that door and I'm like, yeah, might as well be me. And, uh, and so I, I became the, uh, eventually became the assistant director of the agency. Above me was political. They came and went. I did not want that job because I had a longer time horizon to retirement. And so that's sort of how I became the, uh, the assistant director of the agency. And under me was assistive technology, a policy, QA, technical assistance, uh, uh, all kinds, uh, the training grants back then, uh, all that kind of thing was under me. How long were you with the Georgia VR? I was there almost 29 years. 29 years. Wow. Um, and during that time, I know the laws have changed slightly since then. Did you recruit uh, certified rehab counselors or rehab counselors or bachelor's level folks to work with individuals with disabilities? Uh, it's always been important to me that people have bottom line competency. Uh, and to me, that's what your CRC says. You at least understand rehabilitation counseling. Uh, so when... Uh, CSPD came about, Comprehensive System of Personnel Development. Our leadership team met, and we decided that our counselors, our master's level counselors, needed to be CRC. It would, it's appropriate that they have that credential uh, to do the kind of work they do. And so we implemented that in the state of Georgia, requiring uh, our counselors to have CRCs. And those that didn't want to do that at the time could go into other kinds of positions like account rep, working with businesses, or rehab assistant kind of positions. But our CRCs were required, and they may still be required in Georgia uh, to have a CRC. Uh, in order, We met CSPD that way, uh, but I also felt confident that we had staff that knew what they were doing. And would, I'm assuming you would agree that today that still should be the Absolutely. Case. That's the, uh, the bottom line. I think uh, when they did away with CSPD, my heart broke. Uh, I didn't, um, I still don't understand it because to me, uh, we should want the most qualified people working uh, with individuals with disabilities. I couldn't agree more. After you left State VR, you became, correct me if I'm wrong, a counselor educator and, and then eventually the director of the Rehab Counseling Master's Program at East Carolina University. Tell me about your experience being on the education side of things. Well, it's, it's been an inter- it was an interesting shift. Um, you know, most people that have served in positions like director or assistant director of VR agencies do not go back to school and get a PhD because, you know, that's crazy. And so I uh, lost my mind and uh, looked around at some rehab programs and Michigan State said, come and we'll pay you to do this. They wanted me for some grant, a grant they got. I was getting uh, the same offers from University of Wisconsin, Madison, because what I realized afterwards is as Fong Chan and Michael Leahy had gone in our grant together and they both wanted me to do that. It was around state agencies. But as I was looking at retirement, I have to tell you that I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And all my friends told me, you need to be a counselor educator. Uh, I, I do a lot of training. I've done a lot of training. 
uh, and things. And I thought, well, I can bring practice to theory. And, and so that's what I did uh, as a counselor educator. I brought practice to theory. And it concerns me sometimes that you have young educators that have never been in a practice. I think everybody should have at least two to five years, at least, uh, in the field before they get, get a PhD in this field. Uh, so they know what they're talking about um, in practice. And so uh, I decided that would be a good thing to do to help create counselors that I would hire. And I have to tell you, I was picky. I, there were cer- certain schools that we didn't hire from because they couldn't answer the question, what is rehabilitation counseling? Seriously. And uh, and so I was, you know, I wanted to create a, a program where people would be uh, excited uh, and my counselors would be competent. Well, as you know, I've been with the organization almost four years now. And early on, you were one of the first individuals I reached out to. And why I did that is because looking, you know, through some pass rates of students and what programs had successes with their students passing the CRC, but not just the CRC, just talking to students about uh, their program. East Carolina was always one of the top. And your program consistently, under your direction, consistently had um, pass rates of 100% for most of the years that I've been with CRCC. So, one, I want to congratulate you and commend you you on the excellent work that you did as the director there. We wish we could clone you and uh, we could have more of you around because it's so important. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you did to facilitate the success of your students. Well, obviously, I stayed credentialed. You know, we were core accredited. Uh, we were one of the last programs that got reaccredited under CORE, uh, and then we were moved uh, over uh, to KCREP once KCREP and CORE merged. And, of course, you know I was involved in some of that. You're never um, a prophet in your own land. And so for me, I walked into a program that is in a department of basically mental health and substance abuse, which... I didn't have a problem with I thought that was great, you know, because that's what I wanted to be when I grew up, right? And so under that, we all taught across lines. So I taught the clinical program, uh, and they taught my rehab program. There were some differences, like vocational evaluation and stuff that we taught. But I also used the exam as my exit exam, my final uh, for the program. I was able to do that, and I did. Uh, the other program used the CPC exam. Uh, my students, uh, once they got the CRC in North Carolina today, were able to then turn around and apply for licensure. The other programs people had to then take the NCC to qualify for licensure. So I like to tell people that we can do everything they can do, only more and better. And it's true. We can do everything they can do. Plus, couldn't agree with you more on that. What do you identify as the most significant changes in the classroom in regards to preparing students for the CRC exam and the profession as a whole? We need to have counseling skills. We need to have rehab skills. Um, And we need to be able to put those together. You know, we need to know about various disabilities. We need to know how to evaluate somebody to give them the best services. I think all those things are critical to becoming a good counselor, a good rehab counselor. My biggest concerns is that something happened on the way to KREP, and that is during the process, there was supposed to be one rehab program, rehabilitation counseling, and somehow they kept their clinical uh, rehab 
program uh, and then brought in the traditional rehab programs. Eventually, it was supposed to merge into one, and I'm hopeful that it will still do that because, you know, just like in marriage and family counseling or school counseling, there's rehab counseling. Okay, there's not 400 variations. So today, I'm concerned that you have some schools that have both programs. I'm concerned about accreditation uh, a lot. Uh, I think programs should be uh, accredited, and if you're going to be a counselor, you need to be K-accredited today, uh, in my opinion. You know, one of the things students look for is flexibility. Mm-hmm. I've been licensed since 1987, which was the around the inception of licensure. And so I think it's important that we also uh, uh, help our CRCs, our rehab counselor and Graduates become licensed as well, so they have options. Student needs options. I'm still licensed in Georgia. I'm licensed in Michigan, and I'm licensed. Uh, you may know they're now the licensed clinical mental health counselors in North Carolina. Why have I kept that all these years? Because I believe in what I tell students, options are important. You never know where you're going to be. If you would have told me that I would be a counselor educator when I got into this field, I would have laughed you out of the room. Uh, if you would have told me I'd have been the assistant director of the agency, I'm like, yeah, right. I want to be a, a counselor. Uh, so you never know and you want to have choices. I mean, even in retirement, I'm keeping things up because I want to have choices. You know, what if I get bored in two years? I doubt it. But what if I do and want to go and open a little practice or something, you know, or do some consulting? You should keep up your credentials. It's important. And you alluded a little bit to the Cork KCREP merger, and I think that was a very significant merger that happened in the field. I'm not sure some would say that was a good thing or not such a good thing. And CRC has been working very hard to with KCREP to ensure that, if you well know, you're very familiar with what was termed as the role and function study and evidence-based research right. to show the survey, the study that was completed, actually demonstrates the minimal competence necessary for a student coming out of a master's program to be able to know the minimum competency levels to be successful and, most importantly, to be able to work with those individuals' disabilities. They deserve that quality. Absolutely. Service. And if they don't have that, the individual that's going to suffer, we know, are those that are being served, those individuals with disabilities. When when our organization, because we are accredited program through NCCA, we are required to do every five years uh, the role and function study, and we now call it the job task analysis uh, research study. That's just a more contemporary term that's being used in the field today. It has not changed the whole survey is still the same, and we come up with the same knowledge, domains, competencies, and skills necessary. That blueprint is something that we believe KCREP should use as their guide to develop their standards, and more importantly, educators should be using to develop their syllabi, their curriculum. Absolutely. Without that, we're going to hear what we're hearing today, unfortunately, is from state VR agencies and others that, there's folks that are coming out of these programs that are not qualified. We're not talking about CRCs. We're talking about those that don't pass the CRC or don't sit for the CRC. They're not getting the, those skills and that minimal competency necessary. How important to you is, and I know that you're very familiar with the role and function study, and I know you've used that. Can you talk a little bit about how you infuse that as your guide to your curriculum? It's absolutely the guide. Those Areas, those competencies have to be infused into what we teach. 
And so for me, it was a matter of making sure those areas were infused in what we teach, in the, in the courses that we develop, you know, the amount of courses we have, those kinds of things. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's critical. I am very concerned uh, about programs not being uh, KREP accredited today. Uh, very concerned. And I'm, I'm concerned about people not passing the CRC because how could you go through a rehab master's program and not pass the CRC? I mean, something's wrong. Uh, and, and it has a lot to do with um, perhaps some of the direction programs are going in or even some of the directors uh, who, who haven't have to be in the field for 29 years. OK, or actually I was also worked in Florida, so it was longer than that. They don't have to be in the field for 30 some odd years, but they have to have an understanding. They have to have an understanding of what goes on in the field, which is why I say to you that I don't believe and I've said this to the doc program at ECU. I don't believe people uh, should ever go be accepted into a doctoral program unless they've had a minimum of two to five years experience and they know what they're teaching and they know how to infuse. They know how important it is to know certain things, you know, under these domains. Uh, I, I just think it's critical. It's critical for the future of our field. I also believe right or wrong, people mean, uh, folks may not agree with me that those that are teaching the programs, the master's programs in rehabilitation uh, counseling should be CRCs. Totally. I can't imagine. I can't imagine having a director yeah. of a rehabilitation counseling program is not a CRC. I mean, I just can't imagine. Yeah, and, and that we do have those. But speaking on those same lines, what advice would you offer rehab counselor educators to improve their student pass rates? And you may have already alluded to this a little bit just based on the, your response oh. to the last question. I, I think I would um, make sure that what I was teaching was in under the domains of, of the, what was the role and function study. I, I think they would have they need to do that. I think they need to take it themselves. I mean, how can you help somebody if you don't know what it's on? Don't know how to take it yourself, you know, how to study for it. I mean, one of the things that I did and I think it's critical is that we have to tell our students, yeah, you've been here for two years. You need to study for this exam. Uh, and I would um, let them know what materials were out there. And and so I would make sure that they had what they needed and before they took the exam. And I can't imagine any chair of a, a program, a director of a program, who wouldn't see that being done. Um, because, A, uh, it's important for the field, and, B, it's important for the university, I would think, to have good pass rates and, and be credentialed and, and all those things, particularly in a – Competitive world, why would I come to you if you're not that? I looked at uh, Michigan State and University of Wisconsin-Madison for my PhDs. They were the two top schools in the field. I know in uh, preparing for our podcast, you had mentioned, and I know you said this many times, that being a rehab counselor um, is who you are at your core. Can Mm -hmm. you elaborate on that just a bit? What did the work mean to you, and how did it shape you as a person? Wow. I am a counselor, but I'm not just a counselor. I'm a rehabilitation counselor. I can do everything they can do and more. I mean, I keep saying that, but it's true. Uh, and throughout my career, um, I, I have been truly blessed uh, to be able to 
do the kinds of activities I've done. I worked on the Americans with Disabilities Act. Pre-ADA, I was a 504 coordinator for the Department of Human Resources. I was the first state ADA coordinator uh, in Georgia in the governor's office after the law passed. I was at the signing. I, I mean, I've done so much social justice work to, in the field, which is, to me, part of who you are as a rehabilitation counselor. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to get a counselor, you know, eight to five and turn it off. And I believe we have a responsibility to um, make the world a better place than when you found it. And I think that that's been part of my core is that I believe now could be my age. Uh, and certainly looking at what's going on today, you know, I've been to a lot of marches, you know. Mm-hmm. And to me, that helps create the person I am, the person who believes in social justice work, who believes in just not just equality, but equity for people. Okay, this is what I mean when I and to me, that's who a rehabilitation counselor is at their core. They want to see the world a better place. They want to make life better uh, for other people. And in this case, people probably with significant disabilities. Uh, And I've seen the difference the world has made just since I've been in the field. And I guess that's a lot of who I am, who I've always been, and who I always will be. If you are not a rehabilitation counselor at your core, you shouldn't be director of a program. Because we need people who understand that, who can feel it. I mean, I can feel it. And it's it's been about my life's work. Just hearing you speak makes me emotional because you can tell it, that is who you are. I know that certainly all counselors play a special role in their field, but rehabilitation counselors really stand out because they truly work holistically on the whole individual. They're not just they're not just treating one area. You all are doing tremendous okay. amount of work and to a group that is typically underserved and marginalized, and they deserve the same rights we all do. And Absolutely. What would be, I know we asked what would be the most valuable piece of advice you would offer to a rehab counselor educator. What would you say to a new CRC or a professional considering coming in or a student coming in, thinking about coming into this profession? There are a lot of different options in our field. Yeah. You know, you can go into private rehab. You can make money. You can go into state rehab and get a pension. Uh, you know, we have a lot of options. You can be, work at an independent living center. You can work at a community mental health center. Okay? You can work as a substance abuse counselor. We, we can do anything we want to do that we're interested in and we're trained in. Okay? And so my advice would be to get to know people in the field. Become active in the field. Uh, I've been active in this field all my life. My whole career, uh, whether it was uh, starting at the Big Ben Rehabilitation Association, being on the board when I was in my master's program uh, or just got out of it, uh, becoming the National Rehab Association president. I've served on the CRCC board twice. Um, yep. And uh, the first time, nobody thought I would ever get on the board. I don't know if you know, but back then, it was pretty much educators and private rehab people, so nobody thought I would get on the board, and I did. I even bit my tongue for the first 30 minutes in a meeting, and then I'd had enough. Um, <laughs> well, CRC oh. is better for it. Well, I thank you. I, I, I It's been my honor uh, to serve on the CRCC board, to serve as your president, to serve as your uh 
uh, committee chairs for ethics and, and, you know, standards and exam and, and everything I've done. You know, it, it's been it's been an honor. And I'm glad, you know, it's exciting to me to look back on my career and think about the lives I've touched and how many lives those people are going to touch, whether it's been my staff or counselors my supervisors who supervise them uh, or or as a uh, professor, counselor, educator, director of a program. Uh, it's, it's really been uh, quite an amazing career. And I would say to them, you can have that too. That's going to do it for our first episode of Inside Rehabilitation Counseling. Please join us next month for a conversation with Kyle Walker, Executive Director of Stout Vocational Rehabilitation Institute, and Russ Tuline, Senior Policy Fellow and Program Specialist at UMass Boston Institute for Community Inclusion on the launch of the Certified Rehabilitation Leadership Certification. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, please let us know by emailing us at contactus at crccertification.com. Be sure to subscribe to Inside Rehabilitation Counseling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us today. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at CRC Cert, and visit our website at crccertification.com. Until next time, I'm Pam Schlemann, Executive Director of CRCC. Thank you for listening to Inside Rehabilitation Counseling.